Welcome to the Anatomy of Wellness podcast, a podcast that's dedicated to your health and your wellness. My name is Mark and I'll be your host for today's show. Today we're going to be talking with Dr. Stephen Bird of Cairo Movement. He's a licensed chiropractor, but he does a lot of really cool things. He's certified in several functional movement and clinical assessment techniques. He's also certified in dry needling and a bunch of other really cool things that we'll talk to him about during this podcast. But we'll also be talking with him about chiropractic care in general and how it fits into someone's health and wellness plan, where it fits into in the healthcare industry and the overall healthcare model. And we're also going to be debunking some myths about chiropractic care as we talk about these things. But before we get to that interview, we first just wanted to thank our sponsor for today's podcast, Gamer Advantage. Gamer Advantage offers premium quality blue light protecting glasses that are clinically proven to help protect your eyes from the digital blue light that our electronic device screen emits. This digital blue light may be causing you to experience excessive eye strain and may even be contributing to your headaches, migraines, and poor sleep. Later in the show, we'll learn more about Gamer Advantage glasses and how you can receive a 15% discount on your order by being a listener to this podcast. But before we get to that in our interview with Dr. Bird, we first just wanted to take a minute to let you know a little bit more about the Anatomy of Wellness YouTube channel. The Anatomy of Wellness YouTube channel is a great resource for people who want to learn more about how to better take care of their body and live a happy, healthy, and active life. There you'll find a variety of helpful videos that will teach you about things like how to stretch tight muscles, how to use a foam roller or a trigger point ball. You can even learn how to improve your core muscle strength. These are just some examples of the kinds of videos you'll find on the Anatomy and Wellness YouTube channel. And so if you're someone who's interested in being healthy and active and living the best life that you can, be sure to go to youtube.com and search for the Anatomy of Wellness. Then click on the red subscribe button to make sure that you won't miss a single video. And now let's get to our interview with Dr. Stephen Bird of Cairo Movement. Okay, so I'm here with Dr. Stephen Bird. Um, how are you doing today? I'm good, thank you. Good. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. Good. I'm doing good. We're excited to have you here. We're going to talk about a lot of great things with you today. But uh, before we get started and all the fun topics that we want to talk to you about with chiropractic care, how it fits into the healthcare model, and kind of do a little bit of myth busting with you about chiropractic care, first just wanted to get to know you a little bit. So maybe tell us a little bit about yourself, maybe some of your educational background, um, your professional background, and kind of how you got into the healthcare industry. Sure. Yeah. So I am actually from Utah. Uh, born and raised here. I did school at... Uh, started the the normal way for a lot of us is we did community college first. Oh, nice. Jumped to a university from there. So we you did, go to Solid Community College. Go to Solid Community College first, nice. and then from there went up to the University of Utah. Perfect. Uh, did a bachelor's degree in exercise sports science, and then from there it was the next step from that degree was chiropractic school. So for that, I went out to Kansas City. Kansas City has a school called Cleveland. At the time, it was called Cleveland. Chiropractic College. They have since changed it to Cleveland University, Kansas City. Interesting. Yeah. Cleveland in Kansas City, not yeah. Cleveland like Ohio. Right. And that was like, that's kind of a weird little thing, but it's more after a gentleman's name that was a doctor of chiropractic that started the college. Gotcha. Okay. Um, interesting. Yeah. So that place is, I didn't realize at the time, but like that is like barbecue central. Oh, really? Really, really good barbecue. Okay. So I didn't know when I picked the school that I'd already have that, but you know, it was a nice little add-on to oh, move sure. to a place that had phenomenal food. Yeah, well, I mean, like, I, I've lived in Atlanta, and I wouldn't say that's, like, barbecue central or anything, but definitely good barbecue yeah. there. And that was a good perk that I didn't oh, really yeah. know about when I went, so not a bad thing to find out. Not a bad thing there. at all. I <laughs> seriously miss it. And last time I went there, I'm sure we had barbecue, like, three times, like, over yeah. a two-day weekend. So... Well worth going. If you're there for anything else, you got to have barbecue. So, right, right. Yeah. Well, very cool. So you went there for school. Yep, went there for school. I started up in May 2014. Cool. And did the four-year track, which at the time they offered a 10-trimester program and a 12-trimester program. I did the 12 trimester as I had uh, a wife and kids that were with me. So got to see them a little bit more than 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 not that yeah. way. Um, but while there, learned a lot, learned what 
part of chiropractic I wanted to kind of be a part of. How would you say that the chiropractors fit into the overall healthcare model? Because you, I do agree that they're becoming more mainstream and they're becoming more part of of your classic healthcare model, yeah. if you will. But like, where do they where do they fit in in that model? Like, what 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 do you guys help people with? What do you guys not help people with? Like, sure. what's, what's kind of your role there? The the way that it, uh, the way that I see it is, many people now are looking for other ways of medical care, health care. They're not necessarily always looking for, I want a medication or a prescription for everything. So we're getting some more uh, open-minded people to alternative medicine, acupuncture, massage, like you guys do here, right? Right. Naturopaths, so DOs, doctors of osteopathic medicine, they're more seen on the medical side because they can prescribe, things like that. Where chiropractic fits in is in my mind, we should not be just looking at just the spine, right? We're not just low back pain doctors. We're not just neck pain doctors. I think chiropractic in the past has really done a poor job of saying, we are super, super good at this. And then everyone says, okay, that's what you do. Right. We're not coming to you for anything else. It was unfortunate, but that, that kind of happened with, it's unfortunate how they wrote in laws, basically within Medicare of, okay, you go to chiropractic for these things and that's what we'll pay for. Right. So in the grand scheme, chiropractic is beneficial with, with joint pain. And it doesn't have to be in the spine only. Uh, if we look at some of the models of other professions kind of adding into this of, of even athletic trainers, PTs, manual therapists, all, all sorts, you take this vast array of knowledge to help treat a person. Yeah. So the, the uh, license of a chiropractor says you can do a lot of things, especially in the state of Utah, you have a very broad scope of practice. We can work on extremities, we can work on uh, muscles, tendons, ligaments, nervous system, uh, the joints, a lot of different things. The biggest thing within chiropractic is that it gives you the license to diagnose. A diagnosis is important to say, okay, now we have somewhere that we can go with a treatment plan. Oh, for sure, I think that's huge because, you know, I was actually just talking with a friend today, actually, who, was having some different issues with, you know, ankle pain and all these other things. And I was like, hey, look, like first things first, you have to figure out exactly what's going on. Like if you if you can't identify what the problem is, it's gonna be really hard to know what to do moving forward, right? Yeah. So I think that's a really important part of what you guys can do for sure. Yeah, just yesterday I had a patient that postponed from a week ago, he's just like, I sprained my ankle, I'll come in next week for this for my spine. And I'm like, you realize we still work on things like <laughs> ankle sprains. Like that's that's right up our wheelhouse. Yeah. If you find a chiropractor that is good at other areas of, of manual care, like you've got someone that you should you should have for life. Doesn't necessarily mean that you have to go to them for life. I mean, I think that might be one of our conversations coming up. But sure. Yeah. Definitely. Is like you find someone that understands you, understands how you move, understands maybe necessarily what you need within your just everyday life. If they can help you with those things that is important right oh totally but yeah. we, we work with people in sports we work with people in just everyday life of like man i have this x this type of pain what do i do with it the most of the time people come into a chiropractor they're like i hurt here fix this <laughs> right right we have the fix a mentality we we want i don't want this pain because it stops me from doing for for a active person tennis or, right for i can't play golf because of it i, I want to play golf the beautiful thing about I don't want to say carpet care only, it's just like physical, manual care. It helps you teach a person how to move better, feel better, live better. Oh yeah, totally. Well, I think that's something, I'm glad that you brought this up because I think there's a misconception sometimes with chiropractors that all you guys do is adjustments. Like you're going right. to come in, crack my back or crack my neck or whatever, and like that's it. Right. right. But you guys, like you're saying, have so much more versatility in what you guys can offer and you have a much broader scope of, of, of therapeutic activities or modalities or you know whatever it is that you can do to help someone with either like a very specific problem that's very localized like one specific area or if it's a combination of problems or maybe the one problem area is being caused by something else somewhere else in the body yep. right like you guys have that versatility and that ability to look at the big picture and work on all the different things from a global big picture level but then also to get very specific very pinpoint, and work, yep. yeah and work at a very pinpoint location right and the, I think that's really where like healthcare is starting to go in that direction where and I think in kind of the old school classical healthcare model, there's a lot of like hyper specialized specialists, which 
in a lot of cases is really good to have, right? Like if you're going in for like a triple bypass surgery or something like that. You want that specialist. For sure. You want Naturally. someone that that is what they do. They're, yep. Like they're the best at it and they've had a ton of practice and like that's what they do, right? But if you have like low back pain and shoulder and neck pain and all these other things going on, like you may not want to go see the same surgeon who's going to do your open heart surgery for, you know, this right. kind of more nebulous, you know, hard to define issue that you're having, yeah. right? And yeah. that's where I think you guys can really fit in is is you you bring that great versatility and that and that widespread knowledge and experience that you can bring to the table to help people like that. Yeah. I think within chiropractic care, like like I said before, like the the degree gets you the opportunity to to diagnose and treat people, right? Certain schools or certain prof- professors will teach. You adjust the spine, it fixes everything else downstream, right? It's this very kind of straight-based chiropractic sure, thought process yeah. of, look, like if your foot's on fire, we're going to adjust your back and it's going to make you feel better, okay? There are some, <laughs> there's more like that in that, that mindset, that straight mindset of chiropractic than there probably are of this other multimodal um, approach to, to care. For sure. To musculoskeletal injuries and, and, and problems. But the beautiful thing is, is like that is getting more and more popular. We're getting more, right. especially over the past about 10 years, most likely. Uh, well, over the past 10 years, much more of an approach of like, if you get done with your chiropractic education and you open up a, a practice, you've got to have more than just a, adjusting as your skill. I mean, you've got to have the diagnosis part. You've got to have the evaluation part down well. The adjusting, you that's got to be done well as well. But you've got to have another approach. You've got to have another tool in your tool bag to say, look, when this when this problem comes in, I've got this, and I also know how to assess it to make sure that I'm using the right treatment. You can't just adjust everything. For sure, right? Because no one. <laughs> I'll back up and say this. Personally, I don't feel that anyone needs to be adjusted for the rest of their life, right? Yeah. I hope not. I mean, yeah. I, I think of it this way: is is there are passive styles of treatment, and a lot of those are yes, manual care, uh, mobilization, uh, e-stem, ultrasound. Uh, even dry needling adjustments. They're all very passive, right? The goal isn't passive care forever. The goal is passive care to get them out of pain into even a a manageable amount of pain and then take them to active care, which is fantastic because you guys do this here as well. You've got the passive care with massage and you have the corrective exercise specialist as you that t- takes them from, okay, here's some of the problems you've had. Let's make sure these muscles move well. Let's make sure that the joints move well. Let's get you active. Totally, yeah. That's a beautiful approach. Yeah, because like, I mean, at the end of the day, like you're saying, the, the goal is to, to help the person and enable them to go out and live life and, and be successful and happy and healthy and do all the things that they want to do. And with that misconception of like, hey, like you always need to be coming back in all the time. It's like, no, right. that's, that, that's not true. We want to be here for you all the time. We want to be available to you to help you whenever you need us, but we don't want you here all the time like if we're if we're having you come in every week or twice a week or three times a week for the rest of your life then we need to do something different right because the goal right. is to get you out healthy living right. doing the things that you want to do that's the ultimate goal right is to take care of you and help you do what you want to do yeah big time i think the biggest the hard part is people think i'm going to see the chiropractor once and then i'm going to be good i wish i was that magical like if I was that good, <laughs> yeah, <that'd be> great. <laughs> we'd all be out of business though. But the thing of it yeah. this way is like, yes, it's a start. Like it's a starting point. It's almost like this. We've built this window of opportunity to either help you a feel better, move better, or get you to the next phase of care. Right. right? The phase of care is like, look, most of the time someone, a person can be in like low level pain and they don't know what that really means for them. They're like, I'm in pain. I can't do this. That's usually when a person makes the choice of saying, okay, I'm going to go get care. We're going to start with something that's not surgery, medicines, rest. The beautiful thing is even medical doctors now, their protocols say, look, if you have a musculoskeletal injury, your first step isn't surgery anymore. It is six weeks of PT. If it's not gotten better and if we have, if we have to do x-rays, we'll do x-rays. From there, maybe an MRI if we have to. From there, if it's a structural problem that's not getting better because of manual therapy, corrective exercises, uh, whatever it might be, other environmental changes for the person, then possibly surgery, then possibly uh, supplementation or prescriptions, right? Yeah. So that is moving in the right direction. We're doing less, we should be doing less and less of the, um, we should be doing less and less of like, hey, you just rest it. 
if it's a environmental problem, not meaning like the air you breathe and all that type of stuff, but the environment that you put yourself in, meaning sure. this chair I'm sitting in right now, that's an environment for my spine. Sitting is terrible for us, we know that by all means, but it's hard not to when we live in a society that <laughs> right. pushes really good chairs, right? Right, like as much as I'd like to be out jogging with you recording this, that'd be a little tough, right? Yeah, that'd be hard. <laughs> However, we understand like we can't expect our backs to, to feel well if we're sitting for eight hours a day. And the thing we're seeing now is we're getting more and more of these offices, these corporate offices that are saying, yes, let's get you an ergonomic uh, evaluation. Let's get you a better chair. Like, if you have to sit, let's get you the best chair we can. Right. If you can stand, let's get you a standing desk. So the, I think our society is moving in a better direction of we, we, we have these awesome jobs for people, but sitting eight hours, ten hours a day is just is brutal. Yeah. Because people will burn out and they're like, I can't sit. I can't do my work. I'm not effective. So part of it is that whether you go to a chiropractor or something, if we use chiropractic care or even physical therapy, I don't really care who. The goal is to get you to adapt to your environment or adapt your environment to you, meaning chair, whatever it might be, shoes even, that's fine. I mean, that's a whole other conversation. Oh, yeah. Is what you put on you, right? Yeah. Footwear, how long you're wearing shoes, that type of stuff. So that's the grand scheme is we've got to improve not just our care, we've got to improve the environment around you. Oh, yeah. So to expect like massive amounts of improvements all in like a day or a week, it's, it's a fleeting goal. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it's always true because, yeah, like I agree. Like I, I work with some clients and they come in with the mindset of, hey, I just want to be fixed in like one Six session. Me. or Yeah. The fixed mentality, right? And, and that's tough, you know, and, it, and it's always important to explain to them and try and educate them like you do. Like, hey, like your compensations and dysfunctions didn't get built in a day and it's very likely it's going to take longer than a day to undo some of these things and retrain you and get you back to where we want you to be. It's not that we're set your expectations low and then deliver high or anything. It's just, hey, reality, like physiologically speaking, it really takes more than one day to make significant right. changes, right? So, I mean, even when we talk about just like goals and habits, I mean, it's like, well, it takes 21 days. It's like, well, that's one thing. Tissue kind of takes longer. You want to change yeah. your your spine to be less rounded at your upper back, your, your shoulders, so we're not in that text neck position. Right. An adjustment's wonderful, but it is, like I said, that, that window of opportunity to get you an exercise to open up that spine, open up that chest, stretch out some of those muscles to, to get in a better posture. But if all we do right after our adjustment is go back to that posture, yep. when we're hunched over, phones in front of us, keyboards in front of us, I mean, it's a losing battle. Exactly, yeah. yeah. And that's where you get the people that come in over and over and over again for years and years and years, and it's yep. just like, you know, hey, we can, sure, we can help manage symptoms, but if we never get to the root cause of it, you know, maybe it's some of these environmental things that are going on, if we can't address those things in addition to trying to, and, and in addition to trying to correct kind of where you are now, then it's, it's a, it's a tough, it's a, it's always an uphill battle. It's an upstream swim. It's yeah. always, it's always hard to do. Yeah. Right? 100%. So. I think that, uh, you're on my end, that second visit with a person is probably the more important one. First one was the assessment. It's getting to know a person, yeah. building trust, all that type of stuff. Right. Identifying what's going on to right. help guide the plan forward. But that plan has got to be kind of talked about up front. It's like, look, like I, I can be as the best chiropractor in the world. I can't change natural physiology. I can't change how you how your body will adapt to what we do here, how we strengthen it, how we maybe even improve some posture things for you, but I, I can't do it on my own. And the bigger thing is saying, I can't care for you more than you care for you. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah. It's really important what you do when I'm not like, in oh the yeah, like when the guru's not in the room. If you want to put that, like, what, like, what are you going home and doing? Like, are you doing the things at home you should be doing? Are you being more aware of your posture and the things that you're doing throughout the day? Like, that's really going to make probably the most difference. And then I'm just here to kind of be your guide and enable you to to go and do that and be successful. Yep. Right. So yep. I think that's a great mentality to have. So. But a lot of it is how are we are we helping a person with just. The, the small stuff, or can we teach them a skill? Meaning, for a person with low back pain, the, uh, the worst thing that they can do is, for one, like we said, sit, but for the other one is stop moving, yeah. right? That's bad. Yep. <laughs> Joints have got to move, and you gotta move them every day, and I, I kind of use the, the term like, you've gotta add in some, some form of novel movement every day for your spine to move and groove and do what it does. If we look at just in the, the uh, it's called arthrokinematics, right? Uh, how a joint moves forward, back, lateral both ways, and rotation as well. 
three planes of motion, basically. If we all, if we never really get into those other planes, joints know what to, don't know what to do with them. Your body doesn't yep. know what to do with them, right? So the grand scheme is that we've got to actually be very active. Yeah. So things that are like good for everyday movement, like walking is good. Naturally, it gets us a good amount of, of mid, mid-range extension on our spine. And that's one of those ranges we, we lose pretty easily. Because we sit. Yeah. <laughs> Back to sitting. Back I to sitting. <laughs> we sit. We sit and we, we drive. We sit and we eat dinner. We sit. And so the things we're doing throughout our day have got to be, okay, I'm stressing my joints a little bit more actively. You know, I'm getting, yeah. I'm getting, I'm going dancing. And I right? would say even intentionally, right? Yes. You know, it's good to just kind of go out and be generally active, but... Yeah, like you're saying, like I think a lot of times you have to be very intentional and specific about this is what I'm doing and this is why I'm doing it, right? And understanding the why yep. behind what you're doing. The the thing that we're we're forgetting is that the basic menial tasks of life, such as like you know waking up, putting on clothes, showering, that type of stuff, that's not burning any extra calories. It's not really stressing any sort of joints. So if you're going out and you're you're into jujitsu like you're putting your joints to the test right? oh yeah if you're going through and uh, weight training you're getting your heart going right you're getting your joints moving they're not to end range necessarily but they're still moving and grooving right so we think that those are really good things and they are they are because we're being active right uh, the health is more than just what our spines do right right but health is such a broad broad term and we've got mental health we've got social health we've got I even bring up dental health mm-hmm. because we kind of forget about our teeth pretty quickly. Yeah. <laughs> but if you want to go into like piece by piece, like we could look at our feet and like what our feet need. We could look yeah. at like what our hips need. And our hips need a lot more than what we give them every day. They need a, a good amount of internal rotation. Oh good gosh. Of extra- and yeah. All the people that I work with, like I would say 90% of them, we do major work on the hips because no. it's just one of those things like you're saying that we just don't worry about we forget about and we kind of sit on them all day mm-hmm. and, you know so as soon as you sit of, like they walk up right yeah, there's a lot of dysfunction and problems going on in people's hips <laughs> yeah and that's that's unfortunate because like as soon as the hip walks up and what are we looking at afterwards is as we age we're looking at saving people from falls right yeah a fall isn't yep. what necessarily takes a person out it's what happens after a fall right exactly. all those other things are like now i can't move groove exercise go cook my own food go find my own food like that type of stuff yeah well and like the hips i mean they're really kind of like the intersection of the body right like the spine connects in there like the legs come up and connect in there it's really a crossroads of where your lower extremities connect with the rest of you right yep. so i mean yeah they're like critical in a lot of things and especially locomotion activities where you're up moving around walking around doing all that stuff where you're still moving which we you've been talking about is so important right so if your hips if your hips lock up it makes it harder to move if it's harder to move it's harder to stay healthy right right yeah so so yeah it's it's really interesting how that all ties in together it does yeah yeah and like and i think it's 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 good to clarify too like you guys do a lot right but you don't do everything we don't do everything many chiropractors go out and become like so-called specialists in like pediatrics and and pregnancy and that's wonderful because pregnant people also pregnant women need chiropractic care oh yeah totally saw a pregnant woman yesterday having issues with pubic symphysis i'm like yeah let's work on what we can figure out how's the best way to help you move to decrease pain and how to get more stabilization in your hips right and so this is a patient that i've seen even before she was pregnant still comes back you know six months later hey i still need you i'm like good i'm here yeah i'll help with whatever i can but I know we have our limitations within our practice. I know like the contraindications to chiropractic care. Let's get to that real quick. Yeah, for sure. Um, big, simple one, fractures, right? We're not working on fractures. We're not relocating dislocated bones, right? right. If a joint truly goes out of place, a full on dislocation, that is you're going to a orthopedic surgeon. You probably either need an MRI or an X-ray to say, okay, did you, did you blow out a blood vessel at the same time? Oh, yeah, there's all sorts of other bad things that could happen right. when it truly dislocates. Yeah. Right. I think where the chiropractor fits with is after. If it gets relocated and it's after, it's like, did you damage something? Do you need some manual care? Right. Do you need to learn how to stabilize the shoulder again? Right. That type of stuff. Um, other contraindications, uh, of course, cancer. Like, we're not working on a, on a cancer spot. We're not not working on open wounds or anything like that. Right. Um, but... If it's spinal, if it's joints, if it's muscles, if it's a fresh injury like a sprain or strain, grade one, two, those are great times for us. But the thing is, we are trained to diagnose, assess and diagnose and say, okay, either you need to be classified as something that can chiropractic is going to work well for you, or 
you need to go to a specialist. Right. If you need to go to your, your primary care first, that's fine. We'll get you the referral. Uh, or, hey, you're jumping straight to an orthopedic surgeon. There's nothing wrong with that. Right. Totally. Well, that's, you know, I think that's a great clarification of exactly, like, where you guys fit in, right? Like, like you're saying, like, if, if you, if someone comes to you and they have a problem that's outside your scope of practice, it's an easy referral to oh, yeah. the professional who does work with those kinds of things, yeah. right? And that's where, you know, I think, healthcare is starting to get better with this that, that kind of synergistic referral mm-hmm. system where you know hey like if I can help you I'm going to help you and if I can't I'm going to send you somewhere else or if I can help you with one thing while they help you with another yep. then we'll, we'll send you back and forth but yeah you're just another tool in the toolbox you have a little bit more versatility than like a lot of the specialists do sure. obviously but but yeah like we talked about it's just one one component of it you're not going to fix everything all the time right right like there is a time and a place for what you guys do even a, a really good example is like i even within our own profession like i've got good colleagues that they specialize in like in a different sport like running okay running shouldn't be that hard but you know what there's people that want to specialize in it i've got if i get a run it's like look i can't help you any more than i have an interprofession uh, professional referral yeah. Say, look, I'm good at these five things. Let's just say, let's get you to hear that he is like the guy with runners. Or if you need something that is just different, right? Uh, in my in my practice, I'll just kind of give give you a little bit of this. Is it's inside of a gym that is more uh, barbell style gym. So Olympic lifters, powerlifters, some strongman sports, uh, functional training. There's even guys doing in there uh, in there doing like boxing. Some of that is high-end stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Some of these athletes are elite athletes, like nationally known, nationally record-holding athletes. If I get a person in there that is, let's say, you know, they're like, I'm pregnant and I need something else that you aren't helping with, whatever, it's fine. I've got three or four other people in the in the valley that are like, look, let's get you to someone that knows, what you, knows what's going on with you at this point in time. Yeah. So beautiful way to just interprofessional referral out, right? Yeah, totally. Well, cool. Let's move on a little bit to, let's just do some like myth busting. Well, we're at, we've talked about some of these things as we've been talking here, but I think just kind of circling back on a couple of them that sure. I think are big ones would be great. Cause I know there's just like a lot of misconceptions, a lot of myths about chiropractic care, you know, and that's true with like any healthcare industry. I think, I think chiropractors for some reason get tagged with them a little bit more unfairly, yep. like weight wise compared to like other healthcare professionals. But like this is not like a novel idea that there's like myths about sure. know, certain healthcare professionals or anything by that matter. But, but yeah, I think it'd be good to talk to you about some of these. So, so one of the big ones that people, you know, I hear I hear this a lot from people, and a lot of people out there I think believe is that chiropractors only treat like back pain, right? right. And you've talked about this a little bit, but like, what would you what would you say to that? That chiropractors only treat back pain. Sure. Back pain is such an interesting thing because it's not just a problem with the back. It generally almost isn't only that problem. Yeah. I mean, if you look into even just the work of uh, Thomas Myers, the anatomy trains guy, like his whole approach is like, look, tissue doesn't start and stop from one joint to the next, right? Oh, yeah. Or from one bone to the next. It's like, it is a pathway of tissue. Yeah. So if we want to work on something on the bottom of our of the foot to improve how the low back feels, or just how you know getting out of your shoes and getting out of your getting grounded on the floor on the ground to gain that awareness of like okay this is what my feet do now how does it make my back feel right yeah so it's unfortunate that that is the uh, the belief in many but to say that uh, how's the best way to combat that I, we've just got to prove them wrong yeah <laughs> it's just not true right it's just not true it's like we we work on so many different things like yeah. the guys I learned from that weren't in school. They were a group of, of uh, well, it's, it's an institute, it's called the Motion Palpation Institute. Beautiful institute that brings in, like I said before, that multimodal approach. Like we're not just using our, our adjustment skills, our, like, let's feel, let's palpate. It's let's move you and see where you're not moving. Is there a primary joint restriction? Is it even in the spine that's the primary joint restriction? Yeah, totally. Are you locked up in your knee because you have uh, arthritis of the knee or something like that? Right. So. Um, I think we just got to prove them wrong that, like, look, we do more than that. Um, yeah. When I'm at, at different sports events, I, I kind of tied myself in with many of the powerlifters within within Utah, the USPA Utah uh, division. Um, almost rarely is only back pain with them. Like, oh, yeah, I'm sure. It's it's like, man, my shoulders hurt, my elbows hurt from the, <laughs> the press, from the bench press, whatever it might be. So on on my end, it's like I just got to prove them wrong. Well, very cool. So uh, another thing that 
you know, sometimes people will think about chiropractors is, you know, once you go to a chiropractor, you're just gonna be going to them for forever, forever right? And we've right. talked about this a little bit, but what would you say a little bit more specifically I think to that? And now, before we get to the rest of our conversation with Dr. Stephen Bird, we wanted to quickly share a short message from our sponsor for today's show, Gamer Advantage. If you're like me and most other people, you probably spend a lot of time looking at a screen throughout the day. But did you know that the screens of your electronic devices, such as your cell phone, tablet, TV, or computer, could be negatively affecting the health of your eyes and may even be disrupting your sleep? It might even be contributing to those headaches and migraines that you keep getting. But why does this happen? Well, it's because of blue light. Any electronic device with a screen emits a specific kind of light called blue light. When our eyes are exposed to blue light over prolonged periods of time, it can cause our eyes additional strain and fatigue due to the high amounts of energy that our eyes will absorb from this blue light. This can also contribute to the headaches and migraines that you're getting. Additionally, the amount of blue light our eyes are exposed to can negatively affect our sleep. But luckily for people like you and me who spend a lot of time looking at screens, there's Gamer Advantage. Gamer Advantage offers FDA compliant and ANSI certified blue light absorbing glasses that are clinically proven to reduce eye strain and melatonin disruptions caused by blue light which can lead to sleep disruptions. The frames of the glasses are made from premium materials that make them both lightweight and durable. The lenses of the glasses, which can be matched to your prescription needs, are made of durable polycarbonate and come standard with double-sided AR coating, which helps to reduce glare from the light of your screen. They also come with a hydrophobic coating that repels fingerprints and sweat, so your lenses can stay clean and clear as you work. Additionally, the lenses are near clear in color and offer clinically proven blue light protection for your eyes, all without the color distortion that many other blue light protecting glasses cause with their yellow colored lenses. And guess what? They work. 99% of people who use Gamer Advantage glasses reported having more relaxed and less strained eyes. 98% of users report significant sleep improvements, and 65% report significant reduction in their headaches and migraines. And as someone who has been using Gamer Advantage glasses for the past few months myself, I can tell you from personal experience that these glasses work. My eyes feel so much better when I wear my Gamer Advantage glasses. I even feel like they've helped me with my sleep and they've helped reduce the number of headaches I get in a week. And as someone who spends a lot of my workday in front of a screen and a lot of my free time playing video games with my buddies or watching movies or TV shows, I really appreciate the positive difference they've made for me and my health. So if you're someone that's serious about protecting the health of your eyes, getting better sleep, and decreasing the headaches and migraines that you're getting, then go get yourself a pair of Gamer Advantage glasses. And because you're a listener of this podcast, if you go to GamerAdvantage.com forward slash discount forward slash AOW, you can get 15% off your order. Again, that's GamerAdvantage.com forward slash discount forward slash AOW, and you can get 15% off your order. We talk about this whole health like health continuum of like how do we keep a person healthy? Well, there's many different ways to do it, right? There's so many different um, ideals of health. So part of it is, you know, with, let's talk dentistry. It's like, look, brush your teeth, get an eval twice a year, okay? Make yeah. sure you do it. Floss, those types of things. Get checked. Reassess later on and throughout after treatment. See how they're doing. There are probably times and places where chiropractic care should be used within a person's life. Forever? No. But, the, you know, health continuum isn't a straight line, right? Yeah. We're going to go up and down on, on, on every side of it, and, and we're going to be healthier at times, and we're going to not. Is chiropractic care the right thing for you? It takes an assessment to really find that out. Right. right? Uh, it, it's it's unfortunate that it is that chiropractic care is tied to, the effectiveness is tied to that, that noise, that cavitation that you get from an adjustment, right? Yeah. That's not the therapeutic part of it. It's actually the high-velocity law amplitude adjustment. So... Um, to help with, I think we're coming up to this as well as like, what does it do? Yeah. And why would someone need it for a span of their life? Like, let's say a month, two months, whatever it might be. Um, if it's pain modulation, that's a great way to start, right? We, if it's a restricted joint and we need to free that up so you have better motion, so we can actually maybe even have better posture, 
like that's a great start. And when you say pain modulation, you're talking about more like neurologic, like more actual, like on the neurological side of like, like let's make sure that you are moving better to feel better. Like that's in my in my role, like that is that is key. We move better to feel better. Motion is life, right? I'd say a person doesn't need carpet care for life. Like there's no reason that someone needs their spine adjusted or a joint adjusted every week for the next, you know, years. Let me ask you this one last one before we, we get to some other things here at the end. But one of the big things I, I, I hear this all the time. I think this would probably be, at least for me, the number one thing that I hear about chiropractic care. Chiropractic adjustments, right? Like the, the classic popping of joints and backs and necks and everything is I hear that people think it's not safe and then people hear that it like hurts and it's True. painful, right? So what would you what would you say to that? That those adjustments are unsafe and that they're, they're painful. Sure. Um, on the the painful part, let's talk about that first is like if a person's let's say we'll just take the thoracic spine or the spine in itself. If a person's not ever put into those positions for an adjustment and and had their spine move like that and it's been years since they've ever even had that opportunity to let's say do a back bend or something like that something simple right just back extension they've never gotten that position for a long long time it's going to be a little bit painful there's no way around that not all of them have to be painful and which is beautiful like if a person's spine moves well less pain when you adjust them right right totally well i mean it's the same principle with like you know exercise programs like if you're totally sedentary and then all of a sudden you get up and you start exercising you go go ham in the gym yeah yeah, you're gonna get a little sore and that's and that's a total normal thing and it's a good thing it's a good sign that you're working and improving your conditioning and all these things and so it's not but i think people hear pain and you know instinctually obviously they're gonna think bad but you know, discomfort to the end of more comfort and more ability to go out and do things that you want to do, just like, you know, exercise is. I mean, that's a good thing yep. when, when done appropriately and with right. the context, right? I think people need to do the, the grand scheme with the chiropractic adjustment is that high velocity, low amplitude adjustment. We call it HVLA. We just shorten it up because we don't like using more words <laughs> right. than we have to. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Acronyms for everything. Yep. Um, it's a very quick adjustment. Like that is the therapeutic part of it. We kind of talked about that, uh-huh. right? Um, it's quick and yeah, it can look scary. Like some certain adjustments can look like you want to go on YouTube and look up on a chiropractic adjustments and, and scary, like type in whatever you want. You'll see some of the weirdest <laughs> stuff in the world. Most chiropractic adjustments are very, very safe, right? There's some that you'll see on the on, online. They look a little horrendous in, in respect. And even as a chiropractor, I've seen them. We were shown them in chiropractic school. They're like, look, this is what's out there. Like, this is what you're about to get throw yourself into in this as a profession. Like, this is what you have to combat, basically, and say, you're going to have people say, hey, I saw this on the internet. What is it and do you do it? Right, yeah. Like, I want that. And it's like, it's like really, I don't do that. Yeah. Like, I try to be as specific as possible with our adjustments, right? I mean, if we're moving one joint, like, that's kind of impossible. We're moving, like, two or three, like a segment, segments of, of joints. Mm-hmm. But uh, again, if it's if a joint's really, really locked up and it takes more and more once to to move it, I'm not gonna say joints are going back in place. I don't even know if joints go out of place unless they're dislocated, but they get restricted, right? A restric- restricted joint isn't just the ligaments, it's muscles, it's everything that's kind of like holding on for dear life. It's trying to stabilize itself in a poor, stable uh, posture or position. Um, so an adjustment can be painful. How much though should be pretty minimal, right? I mean, even if you're short for a day, that'd be surprising. Yeah. Uh, the ones that do hurt the most, I would suggest are actual ribs. If a rib is adjusted and they hurt when they are when they feel like they're out, that's the one thing I'll say is ribs feel like they're out and there's almost no way to like describe it differently. It's like, yeah, it yep. feels <laughs> like a knife is stabbing me, yep. right? That one getting that adjusted back in place is like, it hurts to go back in, but afterwards it's like, oh, I can breathe. Yeah, I can, you know, that's kind of the the the, the roughest one for most people. Yeah. Well, and I think you know, again, all within context. Like sometimes, like you know, like a rib is going to be more uncomfortable than other adjustments, yeah. right? Like not all of them are going to be super, you know uncomfortable or right. you know painful or anything. It's all within context. It's very very much so. Yeah. And if if you have a person that's in acute pain, you're going to say, look, you're already in pain. It's going to hurt to be moved a little bit, but right. I'm going to be as gentle as I can. I'm going to be as quick as I can. And that's the, the ground goal is like, it's, we're, we're trying to be as light as possible and fast as possible. Right. And it's, and it's in that understanding of the whole, the whole big picture, right? Like if we can, if we can do this a little bit of adjustment here and it's a little bit of discomfort now, but it's going to pay big dividends moving forward, then, yep. 
you know, you have to kind of weigh the cost versus the benefit, right? Yep. Yeah, so. I, I think on, on our end as a profession, you just have to warn a person, like, look, you might hurt a little bit. Yeah. You, you give them that forewarning, they're like, cool, no, I'm not ill-prepared for this. Right, totally, yeah. And when that happens in, in all sorts of places in healthcare. Yeah, it happens right? in massage, I'm assuming. I mean, oh, yeah. it happens in exercise. It's like, well, yeah, you're gonna be sore, you're making changes to your body. Yeah. Like, it takes time and it takes adaptation to tissue, but if that's the goal, like, let's get you there. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, great. Well, good. Well, I think those are some, some good ones, uh, some good myths that we've busted and talked about. And, and and so I think that's good there. But what I wanted to do here just at the end real quick is just to give you some time to talk about what you do and, sure. and your and your company. And I know you're in a unique situation. We talked about it a little bit earlier, but I think it'd be great if you talked a little bit more about where you are and kind of your unique setup that you have going on there yeah. and kind of the unique things that you do. Because you do a lot of different things. The beautiful thing is I have all these tools that allows me to treat the individual at that point in time. My office is inside of a gym in, in Midvale. Uh, gym's called Big Mountain Barbell. Uh, it is, like I said, Olympic lifting, powerlifting, strongman, functional training, boxing, just very active people. Right. The beautiful thing with that is a person gets hurt day, like that day, they are welcome to come right into my office. Like I'm, I'm not closed off to the public by any means, but I'm, you have that opportunity to come straight in and say, look, yeah, I just injured myself. Like, great, let's assess it, see if you need something from me or something else. Right, that's a sweet setup. Beautiful, <laughs> beautiful setup. Um, a lot of them are competing athletes too, which is wonderful because you kind of get to see them as they're progressing through and like, I'm about to, I've got a 12 week cycle before I compete. 13 or 14 weeks out. That's pretty common. Uh, most of them are kind of going in and out of different training training styles. If you can help them so they can get a bigger deadlift, perfect, right? Even the people that aren't from the gym, like they come in, they're like, wow, this is a really, really cool place. This isn't a normal style gym. Yeah. You walk into big box gyms and it's a lot of machines. That's all good and fine because they, they have a goal, those types of things, right? More barbell work, kettlebell work, dumbbells, free weights, sandbags, things like that. Like. Uh, in the grand scheme, like after a person gets out of pain, when I get them to phase two or even phase three of care, it's not more care, not more passive care stuff. We're getting them active. It's like, yeah. hey, normal movements of life is a hinge, a squat, a push, a pull, and a carry. Meaning we're hinging down to a sitting. So if it hurts to go from sitting to standing or vice versa, you got to teach them how to move through the back. You've got to teach them some loading patterns. The beautiful thing is, is the gym is there as as open space to teach those things. Like yeah. I have that opportunity to, to say, okay, we're going upstairs. There's open open space up there, uh, less people, and say, let's go teach you how to hinge better, squat better, whatever it might be, right? Yeah. That's the that's the greatest part about it is that uh, it's not just pa- passive care. Yeah. And a lot of it is like, we're not a person to understand or learn for themselves. Like we kind of build in a few constraints and say, okay, you need to squat, but you only got to do it off of, or you need to go from a sitting to standing. Do it without putting your hands on your knees, only use one hand, something like that to make it a game Yeah. to improve just that skill acquisition of like, wow, this is really fun. If you can make it fun, learning is a lot easier, yeah. right? <laughs> Craig Levinson is a, a doctor of chiropractic care, but he's written multiple books and his big thing now is like gamification. That's such a cool term because that's what like Las Vegas is all about, right? Oh yeah. You make <laughs> something fun, you make something fun. You're there forever. Yeah. <laughs> if you can make physical activity fun, it's a learning process. You gain some like confidence in yourself. Your, your pain's not necessarily like what limits you. It's maybe it's just a mindset. So you kind of have to be that 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 guide. Basically, we can't be yeah. a fix it all person. You have to be the the guide of like, look, I'm going to kind of coach you along if I can. That's kind of where I see carpet care going. It's less about the, I'm gonna fix it for you. It's more, if I can help where I can help, I'll help. I think that's what's so sweet about your setup is you can do like the the acute passive care like you're talking about, but then immediately take them into the next phase and teach them more active stuff, more functional movements, yep. train them, educate them, teach them on that whole other level where I think in a lot of places they're just limited because they don't have yeah. an open gym space where they can go and do that. And right? I think the big part is like it doesn't necessarily which pass modality you use. Like I even noticed that it really matters. There are times where I'll use, like we're going to get into this, like I use dry needling for, for certain things. I use instrument assisted soft tissue manipulation. Shoot, I use my own thumb, use my own elbow. Like I use whatever I can to improve how a joint moves or how a muscle feels 
to make it healthy, right? If I can get a little bit more healthy so they can actually move it and groove it, that makes me happy. That makes that phase two so much easier. Yeah, well, and everybody's different, right? So some people, it may be the dry needling that works for them, right, but right. other people may not be, yeah. right? And so that's where I think it's great about There's what you that, do. that fear side of it. It's like, no, 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 I don't want needles. It's like, okay, that's fine. Like, yeah, oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. Well, I'm not going to force it on anyone. It's just like, look, if it doesn't work for you because it doesn't feel right, that's fine. We'll just, we, we've got so many tools in the tool bag to say, oh, yeah. okay, let's figure out what makes the most changes for you. Right, And totally. that's the beautiful part the part about it is like it's not oh i need this modality it's no 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 no. we are a guide doesn't matter how we get there but we are a guide yeah that's where yeah figuring it out with them not just like dictating it like hey this is what you're doing no matter what and it's like you know hey what like what works for you what doesn't work for you let's both together figure this out it's a team effort it's a team not effort. just me doing my thing yep you know? i have so. a very good patient that says it takes good it takes a village yep. it takes a village to take care of her and i'm like you know what if i'm part of that village i'm happy that's great that's yeah, perfect. i love that's, it it's funny that's, that's right where we want to be we want to be yep. in the village in the village helping people out right just For sure just hopefully not the village idea you can <laughs> right, right exactly <laughs> Well, uh, let's have you talk a little bit about some of those things that you mentioned, sure. right? Because you do do a lot of different things. You mentioned the dry needling. I know you do like functional taping. Mm-hmm. What, what, why don't you just kind of list off those things sure. and talk a little so, bit about it? Uh, so, gosh, I couldn't name them off in order by any means. Sure. But in, during school, I knew that I wanted to be more than just an adjuster. I think we kind of talked about that. But with that motion palpation club, they really opened my eyes and said, okay, you need some other ways to assess a person. So um, I did selective functional movement assessment. That's through the functional movement guys. The um, Great Cook uh, is yep. one of the guys that, or you've done your FMS, is that yep. correct? Yeah, we're big Great Cook fans. Yep. Here, yep, big Great Cook fans. Yeah, he's fantastic. And, he, and this isn't blasphemy. I mean, he's a PT. Like, I'm yeah. learning from people that I, I took a course that was uh, taught by athletic trainers. Yep. And seriously, they're probably smarter than a lot. <laughs> it was impressive. It was like, holy cow. Yeah. Like, opened my eyes big time. Yeah. Um, so, selective functional movement assessment. Um, I've taken uh, multiple courses through the McKenzie Institute. And that one's really cool. That one's, that one primarily is helping you classify a person. Like, okay, do you need, are you a derangement case? Uh, take this the right way. Is it a joint derangement? Is it a postural problem? Or is it a dysfunctional tissue problem? Or is it something else, other? Right. Other is like, okay, if it's other, that's not with me, right? That's fine. So those two, I use those like, there's no necessarily system to how to apply them. Sometimes it's like, all right, we're gonna start with this, with SFMA or something like that, or even a posture screen, that's fine. Yeah. If it doesn't make sense with either of those, it's like, okay, let's go to what McKenzie said, uh, quick eval. The active care stuff, let's get to that. Like, that is some fun stuff. Like, it's not just, all right, well, how do, how do we move? Y- you have this massive gap between what you can do in your shoulder joint passively and actively. Let's get those closer together. Because if you don't own a range of motion, like, you can't actually move your shoulder into external rotation. As soon as you have to because of either being forced there or let's say a sports event and you can never ever get your arm out extended yeah. and back behind you that is an injury waiting to happen yep. your brain has no idea what you're doing here right yeah. you're forced into something that's that's an injury right it's a different mindset again it's like look muscles aren't these little packets of of tissue that goes from this point on the shoulder <laughs> to here it's like it is tissue tissue changes because of how you move it right yeah so if we want to improve how we open up our, our arm and how we extend it back behind us. I mean, that's opening up all this just tissue, chest area tissue, arm area tissue, uh, even abdomen yep. tissue. I mean, it's it's beautiful how it's connected, but it's a, a process of, of improving joint longevity, uh, capsule, capsular strength, things like that. So yeah, it's pretty cool stuff. And uh, I think everyone can benefit from something like functional range conditioning because mm-hmm. it's stuff that you can do on your own. It's right, very active. Yeah, totally. So again, getting back to that active component, it's always back to we're improving life actively, not passively. Right. Which is, yeah, super, super critical. Yep. So yeah, and I think that's where you're just in such a unique position that, and you know, you have the understanding, the education, the certifications, the licensure to do both. Yeah. Right? And you're in a, you're in an environment with your location where you can really help people in both both ways, which yep. is super, super awesome. So. Yeah, it's been fun. I mean, the last little bit that we're, we've been working on is is actually hiring uh, independent contracting trainers yeah. to say, okay, this is my patient. They're out of passive care. You're going to help me right. get them 
into active care. Yeah, I need so you smart. to teach those five things. Yeah. And they can do that and say, okay, they're moving well. Yeah. And then then you have a patient for life. Yeah. Like doesn't mean like I can't same <laughs> conversation. Like you don't need them to be in your office every day. Right. But you've changed their life for the better. Yeah. You have someone for life. And you have a referral source because yeah. of it. Like And that, and that's those are real results. Well cool. So uh, tell us where people can find you, like sure. social media, website, all that. Yep. So websites uh karumovement.com. Uh, I'm on Instagram more heavily there. Uh, Cairo Movement Muscle and Joint Clinic. All right. Unfortunately, it looks like we had a little bit of technical difficulties right there at the end. And so we just wanted to make sure that we let you guys know where you can find Dr. Stephen Bird. As he mentioned, you can go to his website at CairoMovement.com. You can also follow him on Instagram at CairoMovementMJC. You can also find him on YouTube. If you search for Cairo Movement Muscle and Joint Clinic, you can find him there. He's got a lot of really cool videos on there of uh, different therapeutic techniques that he does, some examples of some exercises you can do to work on all sorts of different things to help with your back pain, shoulder stability, all sorts of stuff like that. And then lastly, you can also find him on Facebook. If you search for Cairo Movement Muscle and Joint Clinic, you can find his page there. Like it, follow him on there, and he uh, always has great information on there as well. So, so we apologize for the technical difficulties there at the at the ending buzzer, but those are some great places where you can follow Dr. Stephen Bird, and we would highly recommend giving him a follow. He puts out great content that's really informational, really really helpful, and he really knows his stuff. So be sure to give him a follow there. But that's it for today's show. We just want to thank you for joining us today, and again, a special thanks to. Our guest, Dr. Stephen Bird, for joining us. He's just so awesome. We we really appreciate him taking the time to come on to our show and talk with us. And we hope that all of you, our listeners, found that to be really uh, interesting and insightful. I know I really enjoyed my conversation with him. So again, special thanks to Dr. Stephen Bird of Cairo Movement. So we're going to wrap this show up. But if you have any suggestions for topics that you'd like for us to discuss in the future, or if you have anyone you'd like us to have on the show as a guest, please reach out to us and let us know. You can follow us on Instagram at Anatomy of Wellness. And you can comment on there, send us a DM, whatever works best for you. You can also find us on Facebook. Uh, we'd be happy to hear your feedback on there as well. But uh, if you haven't already, be sure to subscribe to the Anatomy of Wellness podcast on your favorite podcast listening app. We're on SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play. We should pretty much be anywhere where you need us. So uh, be sure to do that. And if you wouldn't mind, give us a five-star review. And then share this podcast with your friends who you think may be interested in learning more about health and wellness and how they can better take care of themselves and live a happy and healthy life. Uh, but yeah, again, hopefully you've enjoyed this show. Thanks again for joining, this, uh, joining us this week. We'll be back soon with more conversations about your health and your wellness. But until then, happy and healthy living.